And here we are again. It's your boy KG, that boy Meek Sneak. Hey, we here for another episode of uh, the Player to Player podcast to end uh, twenty twenty. Man, Meek Sneak, what's up? I'm Rachel, bro. Just chilling, you know. Just trying to get through this year. I'm happy we only got one more day. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I hear we got a we got a guest today for this episode, huh? Yes, sir. Um, all right, everyone know everyone knows KG is like my brother. But you would say KG's like my brother on my mother's side. Today's guest is like my brother from like my dad's side. These two dudes right here, I trust with my life, but without further no further interruptions. Uh Sean, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Like I uh, said earlier, appreciate y'all having me on, man. Uh Meek actually introduced me to y'all's podcast a little bit ago, and uh, I listen to it every now and then at work, man. Love what y'all doing. And uh, told him, hey, if y'all ever got a spot for me to be on, I'd love to be on. Right. So, it's it's your today. turn now. But uh, <laughs> like we always say, like we always say, Meek, we got an interesting episode for y'all tonight. Uh, the topic is loyalty or love. So I'll ask. I'll ask you. Uh, I'll ask you first, me going into twenty twenty one. What do you think mm-hmm. you want most? Loyalty or right. love? What do you desire the most? <laughs> well, uh, due to my past relationships um, and everything that I've been through and all of that, I feel as though that love stuff is played out, man. I'm all about the loyalty. Like, you got to be loyal to Meek Sneak because once you're loyal to Meek Sneak, then you'll get, you'll be, you'll be treated like a queen, plain and simple. Um, That love thing is, it gets old. I'm sorry to say, I I mean, it's sad to say, but it gets old. And it was a couple that I was talking to, I was talking to a couple of years ago, actually, that something that stuck in my mind where, they were they were married for over 30 years and they told me look a, a healthy marriage ain't got nothing to do with love it's all about your compatibility which is one thing that we talked about and your loyalty to one another such as that willingness to want to keep that happen so going into 2021 i think i'm going to live by that that code and seek loyalty just loyalty bro what about you oh no let's 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 let our guest uh go ahead and answer that question sean what what would what do you desire the most right now i mean i'm not sure if your your current like status if you're married single or whatnot but i mean what do you what do you desire the most in 2021 loyalty or love yeah, so, uh, I mean, just to get the guests familiar with me, man, I've been uh, married for five years now. Got one kid, another one on the way, actually. So that puts me in a, in a little bit of a different perspective, being being a married individual. But um, I couldn't even really say it better than how Meek said it. Definitely wants, wants some loyalty. Not that I'm saying I don't have that within my marriage, but that is something I would definitely like to see a focus in 2021 because – Love is, I, I don't, I think in some cases, love is something we can't control. Loyalty is something you can control. Like just thinking about, you know, what Meek said, like, I love 
you know, my my mail person, the person who does my mail route, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? I, I love I love that they're consistent. They they get, you know, my my mail to me, but I don't feel like I got any loyalty to that person. If the next mail carrier comes in, love them too. <laughs> but uh yeah, definitely loyal I I feel like loyalty is something that is that choice where love is is something you, you don't control. So so I I would like to focus on that. So I would say for me, I think that the the optimist well let's just put it like this. The realist or the or the pessimist in me wants to focus on loyalty, but the optimist still holds out for love. You get what I'm saying? So um it, it's a difference. I mean for everybody, you know, loyalty and love they don't they may run in the same circle, but they're not the same. It's two different things. You could be loyal to somebody and not love that person. You could be love somebody and not be loyal to them. I mean, trust me, a lot of ladies out there right now listen to the podcast like, yeah, yeah no, that's right. Because motherfucker is, uh, <laughs> you know, he loved me, but he ain't loyal. But at the same time, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's days where I feel like loyalty is really all I need. There's days where I feel like love is, is, all, is all I need or whatever. But I guess it's just kind of what's your makeup? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what are you built on? What's your foundation? Because a lot of people who long for love are people who are like, you know, still hopeless romantics and people who still want that fairy tale um, ending to, I guess, their love life, to how their 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 love life is gone. You get what I'm saying? Whether it's spiral, spiraled down or spiral, spiraled upward. It doesn't, you know, it just is no way other way around it. And I think the people who want loyalty, a lot of the times, I'm not going to say like they're pessimistic about falling in love, but for the most part, those people are just like, you know, I'm not saying I'm over it. I'm not saying that I'm reluctant to fall in love. But right now, I need loyalty. I need somebody who's going to be dependable and be consistent. It's going to be able to work with me. You get what I'm saying? Because when you go, and I feel like when you look for when you look for love, and when you look for loyalty, you're looking for two different things. I mean, does that make sense, to me? Yeah, yeah, it does. But to uh, expand a little bit more, I guess to elaborate a little bit more on this topic, let me ask another question. Um, mm-hmm. At what point? This for both this for both KG and Sean. At what point do you feel either love is more important or loyalty is more important for your needs? Sean, I'll let you answer this. You married, so I mean that's I, this would be good to, to to hear your point of view. Mm, so yeah, that, that's a good one. So I would say love to me is more important, especially like in our dynamic of we we share a home and we're raising a child soon to be children together. So to me, love is more important there because, you know, a child's first exposure to this world is going to be through their parents. Mm -hmm. And so if you, I mean, I'm sure each one of us can think of situations or people we know where we would say if they just got loved a little bit more, you know, as a child, Mm -hmm. they probably would have turned out a lot better. So I feel like in that sense of our relationship, um, love is is definitely more important. Whereas loyalty would come in if we're talking specifically just that relationship between me and my wife. Mm -hmm. uh, Us 
us trying to not necessarily say please each other, but us trying to be either the best us or the best spouse for each other is where that loyalty is going to come in because that is when you have to make that choice. Like, okay, I like to just sit down and, you know, watch the, watch the Monday night football game, but this is the only time that she can watch whatever she wants to. So am I going to be loyal to what she wants to do or am I going to, you know, put my selfishness in front of that? So that that's when that loyalty will kind of kick in. I know. So I know for me, like, and, and Mika, I, I think I speak for you on this as well. Like, we've always been those type of men who, when we talked about love, love was always something we wanted to enter into with the perfect woman that fit our perfect description. You know, like we would always, you know, we listen to this song, that song, we sitting there talking about, oh yeah, this girl, that girl. And we would always be like, well, I like her, but she, so I like her, but she ain't that. And then we would look at this one. We'd be like, oh, she got it all. I like that. But you know, it's just like we were never satisfied. So I know, like, for me, um, I think that that was kind of like maybe a boyish emotion or a teenage emotion, I guess, or just childish all around thinking of that because it doesn't make any sense now in hindsight looking at it but uh, from that perspective. But, I mean, because you're never going to meet anybody that's perfect. Hell, we're not perfect, you know? But I know I always thought that, okay, y'all fall in love with my dream girl and like your dream, I think. Like I don't, I don't know if like is your dream girl gonna ever come? You know. <laughs> and I think, um, and, and you're absolutely right because that's my idea. Some of my ideas I've had going into marriage too is that, and that's what we're conditioned to believe. We all grew up on Disney movies. We mm-hmm. all watch other type of movies. We hear it in a song where once you get married that person that you're married to is the perfect person. They have no flaws. You're just absolutely head over heels in love. But a lot of the, the Disney movies end at the, at the wedding, everything's perfect. And then you look at the Lifetime movies, they pick up like 20 years in a marriage <laughs> where y'all ready to kill each other and throw the body <laughs> in the ditch, you know, and keep riding off. But there's nothing that kind of explains that middle yeah. part. You know, right after you get married, before you hit a rut or the 20 years or where you have to do something else, there's nothing that kind of shows us what that middle is like. So that's kind of what we've been conditioned to believe, where you get married to somebody, you're supposed to be happy. And then at that point where you're not happy, you leave that person, you go find somebody else. But it's always going to be hard to find that quote unquote perfect person because everybody changes. And I started to notice that in my own marriage, not with just myself, but my spouse Mm -hmm. as well. Like, and, uh, and me can kind of speak to it too. He was there when me and my wife started dating, Mm -hmm. we became serious. So he he knows her pretty well, but that same woman that I started dating seven years ago, isn't the same woman that I'm particularly married to right now. So it's either accept that she's changing, I'm changing, or let that be a downfall, which neither one of us want to do. So you got to kind of learn to adapt and, and adjust to who that person is becoming, what they want to do. And it's not just um, also who that person is on the inside, but there's like a lot of outside factors. At the time when me and her started dating, I was um, in the criminal justice career field, and I thought that's what I was going to do for the rest of my life. 
fast forward seven years, I've changed careers twice now. So I mean, what I do is completely different. And, 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 well, no, I was go just going to say you hit on a key point. I mean, that's something that we always say on this podcast is that you don't have to change for the person that you're trying to, to date marry be with whatever you want to you call it um you adapt and act accordingly over time and it's Mm -hmm. something that you just have to continuously continually um you know progress that as far as just adapting um i I mean me let me ask you this question and i mean hopefully it's ain't too personal but you know for our listeners and everything I mean, do you think that the way the reason why you want loyalty right now is because of what you've been through in the past few relationships? Do you think that's a product of that, or do you think that's something that you've always felt since you, you know, since you were young? No, bro, it's definitely that relationship. Def- definitely was a catalyst to all of that because of. I mean, I thought I was madly in love, and I thought my significant other was madly in love with me as well but and going through that mindset um like Sean hit on uh we just think marriage is all about the good times and all of that we Ooh. never prepared ourselves for the for, for those rough patches we never prepared ourselves for if this goes down then what you know what I mean mm-hmm. so since so because we hit those rough pat those rough patches and realize we couldn't we couldn't get over those humps. Then the, the entire relationship just kind of fell apart. And at that point, you're like, "Well, I'm out of love. Um, you know, we never was loyal. So, what's the point? You know what I mean? What? So that's why I'm so that so that's why I'm more of like, give me that loyalty first. Love that love that love stuff will come later. Give me that loyalty first. Because once I feel as though once you have someone that's loyal to you, um, eventually, eventually, your love is going to grow for them. That's just me. <laughs> well, this is and this is this is why I'm I, I'm I'm going to chime in on this right here. And y'all, please correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm a, I'm gonna speak for both of y'all as well. We are three men who have lived different lives, and but at the same time, what we have done. And what we have in common is this right here. We have built these lives that we live today. We have prayed about these things. We have saw these things through. We went through these hard times and all these different things that have helped shape us. And basically what I'm saying is we've done a lot of character carving. So the men that you see today are men who have grown, men who have like prayed through these problems, prayed about these things, men who have actually progressed through these things and saw these different things and have come to a conclusion that the life that we live requires loyalty more than it requires love because we want to protect our peace more just as much as they want to protect theirs. Does that make sense? And Uh, I think that's where a lot of people are now. And I think that loyalty is probably the biggest thing in 2021. A lot of people, it's like, yeah, I want to fall in love. But at the same time, I want to find somebody who's loyal and everything. I know that in some of the past casual relationships that I've had, um, that's been a big topic, uh, a, a big point of interest is, just dive into my past love life as far as like, well, how many girls did you have? Were you a player? Were you this? Were you a, you know, excuse my language, or were you a fuckboy? Or were you this or blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, why are you so worried about the past? 
And it seems like so many of these individuals are just hurt by something that has happened to them. And it's almost damn near traumatized them in a way that they just can't recover from because one, they haven't just, I mean, sat down and actually reflected upon it, prayed about it or whatever they, they could do to, you know, provide themselves with a coping mechanism. So I feel like a, a lot of times loyalty is, is more sort of the byproduct of a bad relationship uh, more than it is something that people actually desire. And I don't think that that's necessarily the case in your situation, Meek. I don't think it's necessarily situa- uh, same in mine or Sean's, but because everybody, we all have different perspectives about it. But I know like for me, I'm a really happy-go-lucky guy. I'm an easy-going, old-boy person. I don't like stress. I don't hang around people who have a lot of drama. I got my friends. That's all I need. I'm cool being by myself. I'm always happy. I change the adjective. When people say, oh, I had a good day, no, I had a good day. You get what I'm saying? I don't have to have something amazing happen in my day to build that up. So when I talk to somebody and I see that they're like, oh, well, they're a half glass empty type of person, I'm reluctant to really share any experiences or be with a a person like that because it's just like, do we actually mix? Do we actually have that? And, and, you know, it's selfish to a point because, like Sean said, you have to account for those things. You have to be able to adapt to those things to be able to say, okay, I'm going to be loyal to what she wants to do or I'm going to actually fall in love with that. So I know I find myself sometimes wanting loyalty more than love because I'm like, I don't know if we ever going to really find love because we're just two totally different people. But at the same time, we could kick it and be cool and stay together. Yeah, I feel. But see, I guess we kind of going into something else because now another question arises. How do you prepare yourself for that um, for that change in your spouse? If you if you intend on being with them for a long time, how do you, how do you anticipate that? How do you perceive that? And then capitalize on it to make sure that you don't fall down, but you actually, um, uh, but you actually learn from it and, and grow from it. Mm. How, how does, how does one do that? I think uh, like me personally thinking, you got to kind of put a focus on yourself as well, because I mean, I, I can look at anybody on earth and I can tell you everything that they're doing wrong or, or not doing right mm-hmm. or what they need to fix. But it's a lot harder for me to kind of look at myself sometimes and be like, well, I, I need to do this and I need mm-hmm. to do that. So if you're constantly going to focus on, on that other person in the relationship, you're always going to find something wrong or something you don't mm-hmm. like or something they're not doing. But when you, you know, and, and like I said before, when you work on bringing your best self into that relationship, that's all that other person needs. I don't think they necessarily need you to do anything for them other than just bring that piece of the relationship that they can't bring on their own, which is just another human being that, you know, is sympathetic to what they're going through, somebody that they can listen, somebody that they can sit down and talk to. They don't necessarily need you to come and be their savior or fix them or do anything above and beyond form other than just be that other human being that can provide, you know, a, a partner. I mean, that, and, and I, I agree 1000% with everything you said. And I mean, that has me thinking, I mean, Mick, your question has me thinking what Sean just said has me thinking as well, that maybe, maybe this whole conversation that we're having, maybe it's a generational thing because our parents fell in love. We did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
we thought we fell in love because I mean this generation. Let, let's 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 be real. Our their generation, our parents' generation, their parents' generation, they fell in love. We fell in lust because I know a yeah, lot yeah. of the times. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was oh she fine, I got a smack. Oh she fine, I got a hit. Oh she fine. Let me see what what this about. Oh, nah, she ain't nothing. Let me just hit this real quick and let's move on. So, I mean, we fall in lust a lot. And so, our relationships, a lot of times, relationships are born out of that lust. You get what I'm saying? And lust doesn't even just mean sex. Lust just means like, oh, well... Um, from a from a lady's perspective, oh, he 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 fine. He got he got his own job. He got a four hundred one k. He got the uh the nice Range Rover. He got this and that. So you're falling in love with the materialistic things. You're not even falling in love with the person. So you're lusting after this person because he's what you um fantasize about as being your ideal man. You know what I'm saying? So it mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's kind of like is this a generational thing that you know, will it will it happen to our children? Will it skip their children their children's generation and then go to their generation where like they all fall in love and that's the new trend and then everybody else is like, nah, I just want loyalty like ten years down the road. So I mean I don't Well no, you I'm go. sorry to mean to cut you off, but uh like what what I see with this and uh like I I'm actually a school teacher now, so I, I work with sixth graders. And just being around a, a different generation of kids, it kind of opens my eyes to the way, you know, younger generation thinks and how they operate. But what I notice now about the current generation is everybody is in a rush. Like everybody is in a rush to do absolutely nothing. Like when I meet a girl, I need to know her favorite color off bat. I need to know what she likes. I need to know what she has. I need to know what she looks like. I need to see as much skin as possible. Otherwise, I don't even want to speak to her to see what she's about, where older generations like, you know, before phones, you had to go over to this young lady's house. You had to speak to her parents. Hey, I would like to date your daughter. I would like to get to know your daughter. Yeah, you had to court them. Whereas now I can log on Snapchat. I can I can pretty much see everything (laughs) except, you know, what's under your undergarments. Yeah, I, I I can see everything, and I'll be like, okay, well, I now I'm gonna tweet you, I'm gonna send you a snap, I'm gonna do this, and I, I'm gonna see if if you about anything. I don't even need to get to know you. I know everything about you because you've already posted it on social media, mm-hmm. which is one of uh, like uh, on my social media particularly, you're probably not gonna see a whole lot of pictures of my son because I don't want anybody to be able, you know, if if I think about, you know, I post three pictures a month of my son from the time he was born until the time he gets his own social media account, you could almost make a flip yeah. of his life. Yeah. Like, you know, you could flip through his life. Oh, when he was three years old, he went here. When he was five years old, he went here. Oh, this must be his favorite color because he's always taking pictures with uh, wearing this color. He's always doing this. Okay, I know everything about him. Mm-hmm. But they've never actually met him, so I don't post a lot of pictures, not because I don't love my son. I'm not proud mm-hmm. of him, just because, you know, if you want to get to know my son, you should get to know him. People that, you know, people in my family and my friends that are always around him, you know, they, they know him. But anybody that hasn't had any type of exposure to him, you need to take that time to get to know him or get to know me, get to know my wife. You shouldn't be able just to log into a social media account and feel like yeah. you've met me. And feel like you know you and know that's, everything, and about that's me. often the problems with a lot of these relationships, anyways. Because um, hell, me and me could tell you countless times where we thought we had one, and then it turned out to be nothing simply because 
Wow. Just like everybody, uh, every other dude out there, or every other there's there's mm-hmm. women who go through this as well. Like, don't get it twisted, but you're mm-hmm. being penalized for stuff that's not even going on. You know, you go on a date, you're excited about it, and then you know, five minutes into it, here you go with, oh, well, I looked at your Instagram the other day and I saw this, so blah blah blah, and this girl follows you, and that how you know her, and and then it's uh, you know. Um, I bet you got all this and got all that or whatever. And it's like it slows down the process of actually getting to know somebody because then you start feeling like, okay, well, I need to prove myself to this person to show them that I'm not out here in these streets anymore. I'm actually trying to be um, on this whole monogamy tip. You get what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where, like, we complicate love before it it could even, like, grow. You get what I'm saying? It's basically like – Trying to fall in love in 2020 going into 2021 is basically like trying to grow, grow a flower uh, flower bed on concrete. Because you got a lot of people out here with hard hearts and heavy head, I mean, with heavy hearts, hard hearts, hard, uh, hard heads too, and they're not able to process the fact that, okay, I really like this person or I like what they look like, I like what this or whatever, blah, 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 let me dive deeper and get to know this person. Because like you said, Sean, we're all rushing into these things anyways. You get what I'm saying? And the thing is, is that a closed mouth don't get fed. Am I am I wrong, me? <laughs> I mean, uh, you're right. <laughs> a closed mouth don't get fed. So I feel like oftentimes the problem with some relationships is, is that some people are scared to ask the questions that need to be asked as far as like, yeah, like what, what are your plans for, you know, like, what, what are you actually looking for uh, with me? Not just what are you actually looking for? What are you actually looking for with me? Um, are you close with your family? Like, do you go to church? That's something that I like, you know, that's fine if you don't or whatever, but it's something that I want to stick to. I want to stick to my morals or whatever. Um, but oftentimes we want to circumcise the person we are to be with somebody else because we think, okay, well, that's what I need to do to fall in love. And you're like, no, you get what I'm saying? And sometimes, honestly, you just need to ask somebody straight up, like, do you want loyalty or do you want love? <laughs> like, you just have to be plain and simple. Meek, what's your take on that? And see, with that entire that entire uh, concept just there, we hit on pretty much the lack of communication, and that's been that's been one of our biggest topics. And mm-hmm. I feel as though, especially in our generation, because we're all we're all in the, around the same age, um, we use technology to communicate so much, and we have all these different acronyms. We have all these different. Uh, emojis and stuff that's the way we communicate nowadays and that has diminished our entire process in terms of relationship because like Chris said uh, people are afraid to ask these questions they're afraid to ask them because they don't know how to ask them also I I hate to cut you off I just wanted to jump in and add to that and also um, these days people can't that also goes into that uh, communication I was Hey, our 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 um particular generation and generations that come after us, we are so damn emotional that we like like Sean said, we cannot take criticism, mm-hmm. and it's so sad to see that if someone comes to someone comes to you say, hey, um, I don't like the way you do this. Um, can you please do it this way? And that person just flips the hell yeah. out. I'm like, no, it's it's not about yeah. that. It's just. I'm trying to improve you. I'm trying to improve us. Like, why can't you look at it from that perspective where I, we feel as though we're coming for them? Like, 
everyone and once again these in these generations everyone got it's like they have a chip on their shoulder mm-hmm. everyone has something to prove to someone but for what like who who in the world yeah like uh like I was saying earlier, like the kids, uh, the kids I work with, a lot of them tell me they want to be YouTube stars. Mm-hmm. And like I tell them, that's that's fine. That's I, I hope you can be a successful YouTube star. But the thing I worry about is can you take criticism? Exactly. Because if y'all don't know, there's a there's mm-hmm. a such thing as internet yep. trolls. There's people whose entire being is to make other people feel bad. And I told, I asked, you know, like you're talking in class, I asked you to stop talking. You called your mom, had your mom call me. Now your mom, <laughs> I mean, that, but, but that's, but that, that's how it is. And I mean, Meek, Meek, Meek hit a, hit on a, a point that that's a. I mean, that's it's hard to swallow. It's the fact that everybody has something to prove to somebody because when you think about this whole loyalty mm-hmm. versus love topic, you think about loyalty in this sense right here. Loyalty is is usually something. And I say, yeah, it's usually the byproduct of the people who have been hurt. So, yeah. And, and I mean, I, I would say nine out of ten times, in my opinion, that that's what it is. But when you look at loyalty, loyalty is something that people who have something to prove, they use. You get what I'm saying? They don't mm-hmm. – they're the classic example of the person who doesn't take time to actually heal from the past relationship. They jump into something way exactly. too fast, and what they want to do is penalize the next woman or man for the mistakes that the other person uh, made with them. And so they want to prove a point to them showing that, oh, well, I'm still this. I can still be happy with or without you. And all that time, all you had to do was tell that person right there, like, hey, this is what I need. This is what I want for the relationship. If you can't do that, I need to go. I need to remove myself from this. And then. Yep. And then at the same time, why, why sit here and listen to you tell me what I'm not doing or what I can't do when I can log into the Snapchat, this Instagram, uh-huh. this Facebook, this Twitter, and I got hundreds of dudes, hundreds of females. Yeah. I look good. They want to meet mm-hmm. me. They want to do this. So I be loyal and, to you. And, you don't and, like and it. And I I'll think the, the problem, else. the biggest part problem of it is the fact that when you just want loyalty, you don't address that head on with the next person that comes into your life wanting to poke around and be with you because you don't address that head on and let them know like, hey, this is exactly what I'm looking for. I'm sorry. If you are if you were wanting to be in love and all the rest of that, eventually maybe that may be something down the line. But like you have to tell people that stuff, you know? I feel like exactly. that's the respect that... It, I don't care if you want to be a player, if you want to, uh, if you want to be out here running the streets doing whatever you do. You do what makes you happy. But at the same time, like be be honest. Like that's what I tell people all the time. Like I ain't trying to toot my own horn or whatever. Meek already noticed. I got the game from Meek. A couple of a couple of my big bros that 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 I knew. But like when you are like a real player. Like when you actually like doing your thing out there in these streets and, and everything and stuff like that, the one thing that um, separates you from being just a, a a tool or whatever you want to call it, one of these lame boys out here, being a true player means that you just totally frank and honest with with, with whoever you with. Like you just let them know exactly Facts. what you about. Like, hey, I ain't looking for this, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to do this right now. Like, I'm trying to get to this. I'm trying to get to this paper chase, blah, blah, blah. This is all I'm focused on. You constantly talk about your goals because that's all you care about. You consume with it. 
you honest with the person because you let them know exactly where they stand from day one. You never let their mind wonder uh, like what like what is going on. What are we? What are we? And all the rest of that stuff. They already know. You get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people out here who are just chasing loyalty, they want to chase loyalty, and they still because it's one of those things where like. Um, yeah, I want a queen, but I don't want a queen who still wants to entertain the village. You get what I'm saying? Because if I got a queen who's still entertaining mm-hmm. the village, I just need her loyalty right now. She can entertain the village, but I need to know that she's loyal. So what does that do? That distracts my mind from focusing on the love aspect of the relationship. So I would say, yeah. I would say going into like 2021, I mean, to be honest with you, I think we all looking just for loyalty right now, just to see if somebody's gonna be honest and true and really earn their stripe. And then the love, I mean, that's the easy part. Honestly, anybody you can fall in love with anybody. Hell, there's dudes right now that 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 are in love with Janae Aiko. Never met her, never uh will probably never even be in her presence, but they they are in love with her. But are they loyal to her? <laughs> What's I mean, she hasn't given them the chance, obviously, but still, at the same time, they're not. They're probably one of them. Uh, you good? Uh, excuse me for cutting you off, but one of my homeboys, man, he, one of my homeboys, he has this famous saying, man, show me a beautiful woman, I'll show you a man that's tired. <laughs> so, you know, like, I mean, it, yeah. looks and stuff, all that, man, it, it, it only gets you so far, man. You know, and that's what a lot of people are banking on is those looks and everything. But if you really look at it, the people that are getting these beautiful women, I don't necessarily, I don't really think they look all that. And, you know, prime example, Jay-Z and Beyonce. I don't, I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know Jay-Z. I, I hate to speak negative about him. I actually think he's a cool dude. But I don't think he's ever been on a top fifty list of the most attractive <laughs> men. But he has one of the most attractive women. He's in for the security, and it, and it ain't because of his looks. It ain't. It, it, it may, yeah. It may be because of his money. I mean, that might have something to do with it. She knows, and, and not just because he has money, but just the simple mm-hmm. fact he doesn't want her money. So that gives her a sense of security. She knows he's gonna be loyal because he can't just go out there and go get another Beyonce. This is his only chance. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't. I don't use this yeah. card an awful an awful lot. I, you know, I just try to stay humble and just stay in my lane. But, um, you know, as as a divorce attorney, I mean, I, that's what I often see in these relationships that that go down the drain. I just see a, a bunch of people who were madly in love with each other but they needed that loyalty and then on the rare cases I see the people who were loyal to each other but they just never got to that point where they were they were in love because they were so loyal to a point where it was almost like they kept trying to prove something to each other like no I'm loyal to you I got you I'll get this I'll do that I'll do this for you and it was like I don't think that that's love because the only thing that was that came from love out of relationship with the children. You see what I'm saying? Like, nothing else came out of love. It came out of profit. And I, I know, like, like I, I tell Mika all the time, you know, those are the relationships that I think bother me the most that end the divorce are the ones where the two, they were madly in love with each other, but they just didn't know how to be loyal. And I'm not talking about cheating, but I'm just talking about they didn't know how to be loyal in other aspects of that marriage or that relationship. 
And so you were like, man, if y'all could just get past this one little thing, this one little hiccup, y'all could be, y'all would be fine. But now everything is in shambles simply because of decisions that were made by these by you two, not just by one individual, by you two. Because something happened. Well, like you said, story. because we can't take criticism and all mm-hmm. of that. We can't, we can't, we can't take it. Like you tell someone something about them that that they don't really want to hear, mm-hmm. then people ready to kill themselves. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm that person. I speak what's on my mind. If I don't like, if I don't like the way you smell, you smell bad. (laughs) Make it go bad. And if you want to kill yourself, well, that's on you. I'm sorry, but I'm not. Yeah, Yeah, and it's. I mean, we 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 make light of that situation, but that. I mean, and that's exactly what it is, man. People are. I mean, we've we've come to this uh, stage in society where everybody has to feel Mm -hmm. good. Like, I mean, you, you can look at, I ain't going to say any names, but you can look at current leadership. You cannot say anything that this person does not like to hear. So much so that people are willing to dismiss all of their values just so they don't hurt this exactly. person's feelings. And you are literally ruining the lives of millions of people so this one person doesn't get their <laughs> feelings hurt. And and I think, you know, that's, that's kind of... Uh, that's kind of where I, I, I struggle a little bit within my career field because I don't want to waste your time. If you ask me a question, I'm going to give you an honest answer. I know it may not be what you necessarily want to hear. And, you know, that I, I've also spent time in the military. Like we, we're talking about, you know, if I have to give you directions, I have to give you very direct directions mm-hmm. because people's lives are on the line. I don't have time to care about your feelings when I got to protect people's lives. And I've kind of brought that into this, uh, into my current career field of education. And education is the exact opposite. Whereas we're not worried about anybody else. We need to make sure that you feel loved and you feel wanted. And I'm like, but this individual has consistently done things or shown actions that are don't make them lovable, you know? And it's, and, and speak, you know, with people of that age range, it's not particularly their fault. They're repeating actions or, you know, things that they've grown up with. But if you don't teach them, then how will they learn? You can't tell them, hey, you know what? You act like this. Nobody likes the fact that you act like this, but we're going to love you anyway because that's what you need. No, you need some truth. I, I can I can love you. But I can't well, and that, and like like me said, it's a lack of communication because we are we are pressed, we are so pressed uh, these days to try to and, and it goes to what you said, Sean. We are so pressed to put everything inside this perfect little box and then wrap it up so we can just set it here for a second instead of just meeting on uh, meet, meeting it head on. Um, I heard a pastor preach one time and I thought this was beautiful mm-hmm. how he illustrated it. He said sometimes. Um, that person that you're with or that you're wanting to date, they come into your life with a big knapsack on their back, a big backpack. And eventually they just put it down. So, you know, when they get inside, and they get comfortable. And then all of a sudden they start taking things out of it and start placing it here and there. And you're like, OK, that's cool. That's cool. But then over time, you're like, hey, I didn't I didn't think that you were going to put all this stuff in my in my house. I didn't think you were going to do this. And so. You don't meet it head on because the thing was was that you were blinded by what you thought was a, I guess we could say, for the lack of a better term, a loyal person. 
So you were blinded because you were actually just looking for loyalty at first. You were like, okay, well, oh, so you're looking for love. We don't meet these these conversations head on, and that that's a problem. And that's hope something that I hope that corrects itself in 2021 with with everybody, not only us, but just with everybody. Is that like meet these things head on? Like talk to that person about like how they feel and how you feel, so you can figure out what's the correct course to go down. Because the thing is, is that. Um, like I said, we, we could talk about generations for days, but I want to get back to that generation where you find that that one person and you're with that person for the rest of your life. Like, is that too much to ask for nowadays? Man, those days are yeah, long gone. <laughs> yeah, and speaking on uh, speaking of being blinded, it, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because like me, me and my wife, we got we kind of laugh about it because that that's kind of an aspect that happened to us like when we were dating i noticed that she's a big christmas person every she wants to get christmas gifts for every single person in her family and when we were dating like i fell in love with that i was like oh my god this woman is a big family person she she wants to make sure everybody feels loved on christmas like nobody gets left out even if you only get a five dollar gift card you get something from her to know that she cares about you now that we're married, you know, now we got a house, we got children together, we got cars we got to worry about. I'm like, does your fifth cousin really <laughs> exactly. need a $5 exactly. gift card from Walmart? Like, you ain't, you ain't talked to this dude in What's two that, years. Let, let's skip him this year. She's like, no, you know, I've been the same way. It wasn't a problem when we were dating. Why is it a problem now? And I'm like, you know, you're absolutely right about that. That's exactly why I fell in love with you because you were so family oriented. <laughs> now I'm like, oh my god, who? All right, who else needs a gift card? Who who needs a pair of socks? Who else needs this? Can we go get it now? Can we go do this? But yeah, so that and that's something that I gotta, I have to catch myself on because she was that same exact way when we were dating, and that's what I fell in love with. Now I can't flip the script and be like, oh, I don't like that yeah. anymore. You know just because you know our, our living situation our family situation has changed she's still she's actually still that same person so you can't fault that person for that when you've seen it you either really liked it then or you kind of ignored mm -hmm. it because you like the other aspects more and then it's kind of like well all right now i'm tired of this now you don't get to be tired of it you either gotta go yeah. to compromise or you gotta i mean that's with that's the and um, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely agree with that because it's it's those things that you fall in love with that uh, over time they just I mean like there there was there was a girl that I I talked to um, a while back who I I love the feistiness I love that she was just ready to you know on site it was like hey if somebody do something to, uh, like talk to you some way or, or do something to you I got you on site I like that. But then over time, it was just like, you a fake tough guy. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I can't fool with this no more. I was like, this is foolishness. I was like, you just talk, 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 shut up. And one day, I was just like, you got to stop. I just like, please, please, please stop. <laughs> it was like uh, like on Malibu's most morning. We were like, shut the hell up. <laughs> I was just like, please, you just stop. You ain't going to do nothing. I lot of bark, no bite, but I love it though, you know. <laughs> but over time, you just like, nah, man, that ain't yeah. good. Get me, yeah. I mean, yeah, it goes into yeah, it. That's, man. that's when that's when that loyalty got to kick in. You now you love that person, you still gonna be loyal to them when that thing that you used to like is kind of like, dang, okay, 
when I was, you know, undergrad in college, it was cool that she would talk reckless to people. Now, you know, you're an attorney, <laughs> you may go to an event with other attorneys. You, I can't do that, I'm, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> so like a professional, that, man. You know what I'm saying? But, so, um, but nah, to go ahead and uh, yeah. we've been on here for a second, but to go ahead and wrap this up, fellas, we uh, I, I'm a, I'm gonna give the floor to me. So, Meek, I'm I'm gonna let you you talk to the people, man. Loyalty and love in 2021, man. What is it? What's your final say, bro? 2021, you already saw you. Everyone's ready. We've already been through that whole 2020, that the uh, introduction of the pandemic and. All these other things that, that, that happened. Where did love really get you in 2020? <laughs> it's all about, like, for real, where did it get you? So now you gotta, you really got to sit down for yourself and, and really understand, and really think about what's more important to you. For me, you don't have to take my advice. I'm going straight for loyalty. If you're loyal to me, sneak, me, sneak loyal to you, for real. And it is what it is. You know, um, I can't I can't rely on love no more because pretty much uh, the basis of our conversation has been that fade. And then are you re- are you willing and ready to accept when it when it when it fades? And are you ready to work on it when it fades? Because eventually you're gonna have to return. You're gonna have to go back to loyalty anyway. So you might as well just start the entire thing with loyalty. So that's that's my take on that. Well. And that, okay. So it looks like it looks like everybody we're gonna do loyalty over love. Love is overrated, or or for the few out there that um that still do believe in love and still want love or are experiencing love right now, do what you do, boo. Hey, do you boo boo? Do you boo boo? But no, nah, it's, 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 this is a topic of conversation for a lot of people that a lot of people need to have, a lot of people need to hear. We're just here to start it. Hopefully, this is a Kickstarter for some of you guys to address these things and these feelings, these emotions, whatever you want to call it, head on. And um, the, the biggest thing is, is this right here. Whether you want loyalty, whether you want love, in 2021, every relationship that you have, no matter if it's with your significant other or your parents or, or God or whoever it is, just make sure it's healthy. I think that's the biggest thing that you that, that yeah, we yeah. all need to focus on. Make sure that you have a healthy relationship man, because man. health yes. is going to increase that peace. You need no yeah. setbacks. So, so I was. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and you can probably, I mean, you could probably speak on it too within your career field. I think a lot of people are like they they feel that love but it's so unhealthy especially when you think about you get to talking about relationships where there's a lot of domestic abuse domestic violence yes that person loves you but it is extremely unhealthy so you you know you, you probably shouldn't be in that relationship anymore yes there's mental there, mental, yeah, mental, mental health healthy. is a big thing so that's my word to all the people out there you know regardless of what it is loyalty mm-hmm. or love just make sure that that relationship is, is is healthy and it's uh and it definitely encouraging to you it's that way your spirit will be fed you know and you'll be able to heal over time for whatever happened in your past life where if you're not healing you'll be able to experience something new that you haven't experienced in a while or ever so with that being said, Sean, hey yo, shout out to you, bro. You hit some gems on here tonight. Uh, this is the play play podcast. Um yeah, sneak what we say before we get off, bro. Hey, keep on playing.